The craziest thing about Honor the Giant was I was introduced to him during the movie Princess Bride. It was one of my favorite movies. I loved it. And I never understood a word he said until maybe the 50th time I saw it when I was nine or 10. Everybody want a penis. Andre, can we go again? Because it's sounding like you're saying anybody want a penis. It's got to rhyme with mean it. Everybody want a penis. All right, so can we really hit that T? You got to hit that T on peanut. I want that T. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kite Club. With me, as always, is my best friend of uh, 25 years, Seth Shapiro. What's going on, everybody? We have in the booth Emmy and Ben. Thank you so much again for joining us on another fantastic adventure at the Kite Clubhouse, coming to you live today from Corolla Digital. Shout out to Adam Corolla. Thank you so much for having us. You know what it is. You know the rules of Kite Club. Tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club. Tell everybody about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe. Leave reviews. Help us out. Those really help us out a lot, actually. Uh, Leave a comment. If you have any questions for us, that really helps out as well. So just thank you to everybody who has uh, been with us on this incredible journey so far. I got dates coming up. I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv this Thursday, May 18th, the day that this show drops. I'm going to be in Austin at various clubs and shows May 26th through June 1st, and I'm going to be at uh, the Tempe Improv June 29th through July 2nd. Go to JonathanKiteComedy.com for all the dates, information, links, that fun stuff. Let's get to it. We were just talking about how there are no black Muppets. Yeah, well, there are... They try to be colorblind, but at the same time, they finally actually recently introduced the Black Muppet. And what was the Black Muppet's name? Well, the original one from back in the like the 70s or the 60s when the show first started was Roosevelt Franklin. And he was done by the voice of, or he was voiced by the original Gordon on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had that turtleneck. Yeah. He yeah, had yeah. great hair. Yeah, there. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Right. He was that's uh, right. he was great. And Rose they have Will a Franklin, yeah. they have a Filipino one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have uh, they have one with autism. Right. Named Julie. Yeah, they're like they're trying to get trying to get a little bit of everything on Sesame Street. It's great. I show it to my kid. Yeah, it's one of the only things that I'll let my kid watch because it isn't like. Let super me ask you this fast. though: yeah. Do you wonder if it's a black puppet that they have to have a black operator? Yeah, that's a good question. Because yeah. I wonder if because you don't want to have him. <laughs> oh, right. You, you don't want to have him. You know. D- yeah. You know, doing like you know, like in black felt. Right in black felt. Of that's course. what that's a puppeteering. If I was a white guy and I had a black puppet, I'd be in black felt right. or we, black hand. That's a black-handed compliment. When people tell me that it's great, that he's great, they're like, hey, man, you really gave him a black-handed compliment. I wonder if that means that Elmo is supposed to be black then because the original voice of the- of, Kevin um, Clash. Was that his name? Kevin Clash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I said, here's my impression of Seth Rogen as Tickle Me Elmo. And I go, eh, 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 the puppeteer that operated me, Kevin Clash, was charged with sexual assault. <laughs> eh, but he was never convicted. <laughs> what? Did- uh, you know, Tickle Me Elmo, for those who are, like, not as old as we are, that was one of the original viral gifts. Very problematic right? to invite sure. someone yeah. to tickle you. Right. Is that maybe why I did so well? Is that both kids and a certain cross-section of adults also bought the toy? Yeah, or they would yeah. dress up for it. Like, <laughs> like Do not tickle. Kids, if you're listening and we, we know you are, if you see, like, a, an Elmo... At um, at the at, playground, yeah. If yeah. you see and like 
you don't tickle him. Or on Hollywood Boulevard. That's what I, that's what oh, I was thinking, yeah, Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. If you see him, do not tickle him. And please call your local authorities. We've been looking for that guy for a while. That's the thing. That should be on Megan's Law. When right. they have, when you go on the app, when you see the location of a sex offender house, yeah. it should just be an Elmo face. Right. Or like at some point now it's going to be you have to stay 500 feet away from any like school or church or also Hollywood Boulevard. You can't go there anymore. Well, I just think that's a crazy thing to say. Tickle tickle me Elmo. Yeah. An invit- a creepy invitation was in his name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. I know. And you pull the string and he's like, this is just between you and me. Why was the string lower on him? <laughs> Keep pulling. Yeah. The first anatomically correct I'm almost Muppet. there. You pull it hard like it, like it, like, like it's a, almost, almost there. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a lawnmower pull my from Mr. the seventies. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> oh, that's it. That's my Mr. Noodle. And then when he comes, it's just Kevin Clash's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was good. This is quite a way to start off a show. What, what were some of those other really great viral gifts of the nineties? The like Tamagotchis were huge, but like what did like there were there were certain gifts around Christmas time that like it's what started people like bum rushing each other. At, oh, Beanie know, Babies. Beanie Babies, absolutely. That was huge. the number one. But Remember that, that famous just... scene in court when a divorce couple was dividing up their Beanie Babies? No. Yes. It's a famous thing where that wow. was the settlement, and then they were dividing them up in front of a judge. Wait, but what were the little creatures that were like, they were sort of like the first AI, you know, they were like those little weird- Furbies. F- Furbies. But then they got sued by gremlins. Oh, for real? Yeah, because it was a gremlin with a third eye. Well, and people, it was just a more enlightened gremlin. <laughs> it's like they still had gremlins left over in stock, and they had a bunch yeah, of extra eyes. Yeah, because they got eyes. too many of them wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stop getting the toys wet. We're just making more of them, and no one is buying them. They couldn't stop feeding them. Bye, bye, Billy. That, was that the cutest fucking thing in the world? Yeah, Gizmo was the cutest man. That was Howie Mandel, right? It was Howie Mandel, and then Michael Winslow did a lot of the other ones. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't just a sound effects guy. He was just like, gremlin, gremlin, gremlin. Like, you actually have lines, Mike. Can you, like, try to, like. <gasps> that right, was Stripe. Oh, he was Stripe? No, no, I'm saying, oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't right. know who was Stripe. But right. um, that, was, that, was, that was one of the craziest movies of all time. Because right away, everyone was like, those rules don't make any sense. Feed him after midnight. How does this gremlin know what time zone you're in? That movie had to, right exactly. Don't what, get which him wet. Midnight, when does the next day start? It makes it impossible for gremlins to fuck. Don't get him wet. Yeah, that dude is wet. Just wait till they're married. Sopping. Yeah. Um, then they'll never reproduce. <laughs> That's the opposite. But what was the wait? What's the other one? Bright light. What was that? Bright light, bright light. You oh, couldn't show them the bright light. You couldn't flash light. Well, that kills them. Light actually Yeah, that's what kills I mean. Them. Right. So they have yeah. vampiric qualities. Those were very random rules. Dude, you know? that those were the three that we that they stuck with. That that's a who that's a crazy way to come up with something. But also, that was like one of the first horror comedies. And but but it was also made for kids, which is weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most horror comedies are sort of like irreverent commentaries on horror, right? right? But this was just like this is going to be a kid's Christmas movie. Remember the crazy story where they find out that the, the, that the reason that Phoebe Cates hates Christmas is because her dad dressed up as Santa Claus and then broke his neck coming down the chimney of oh, Santa Claus? Yeah. Dude, like, that's just a random story like in the in the, in the the movie. That's, there's no, there, there was no warning for it. That escalated quickly. And then- <laughs> That was one of those moments. Remember when they're eating fried chicken? Yeah. They was just like, I'm wet. I hope they did a tie-in. Was that, that it had to be KFC, right? Was it out of the bucket? I, I don't know what the it busket? was. No, out of the bucket. Yeah, out of the bucket. Yeah, the the gremlin pack. It's just <laughs> six little annoying nuggets. Yeah, it'd be fun to think about like how they, you know, how they would definitely cross promote that movie nowadays for sure. They would. Um, 
uh, I mean, it would be KFC or like Popeyes was so much more trendy than KFC now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it would be the nuggets. There'd be a box of gremlins. Right. The gremlin nuggets. Do you remember the the uh, McDonald's nuggets in the 80s where they made those characters? Absolutely. They came with Happy Meal toys. Yeah. Right. Which was which was I'm oh. the cowboy nugget. <laughs> yes, they did. Had different dress up. The one had a white hood. <laughs> I'm a clan nugget. <laughs> those are really, really big in the South. Remember that? That was the only one they had. It was the only one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just did, bought different hoods for him. Yeah, in the South, they've never heard of Tickle Me Elmo. All right. So let's see. That's we've, blocked out. So we've talked about we've talked about child molesters. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about the clan. Yeah. Uh who <laughs> who else can we turn so, off so yeah, far? It's uh yeah, it, it, yeah, it's the it's the holy trinity of yeah, uh the holy trinity of of awfulness. Um where we where we wanted to talk about today, I'm trying to think. Oh, the uh I just well I, I watched um the Andre the Giant documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, somebody recommended it to me. You guys know who Andre the Giant was. He was a wrestler, pro wrestler. And over 500 pounds, over seven feet tall. But right? I will tell you something. Yes, seven, yeah, seven, four, 500 pounds. Huge. The craziest thing about Andre the Giant was I was introduced to him during the movie Princess Bride. Yeah, I think most of us were. Well, I that- wasn't aware that he was a wrestler. He, yeah, he, yeah, oh, but he yeah, was yeah, yeah. he was over five hundred pounds, like five twenty or something. Mm-hmm. I mean that I mean that is big dry. by any standards, totally dry. And that, by the way, that's that's post shit. Because <laughs> remember that there's a story that came out about him a while ago that he like took a shit on a plane. Number one, it's fake news. He couldn't fit on a plane unless it was a Boeing seven forty seven, which is what they called his shits. Um, but we saw him for the first time in in, in Princess Bride. Bye. Want a peanut? Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? I can't believe he didn't have subtitles. I mean, I for that movie came out. I think when I was six years old in 1986 is when I think that movie came out, and it was one of my favorite movies. I loved it, and I never understood a word he said until maybe the 50th time I saw it when I was nine or ten. They're done with it. They have to bring him back in the booth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anybody want a penis? Andre, can we go again? Because it's sounding like you're saying anybody want a penis. This is we are gearing towards this towards kids. So can you? It's peanut. It's hey, peanut. Andre, it's got to rhyme with mean it. Yeah, it's it's got to rhyme with mean it. <laughs> All right. So can we really hit that T? You got to hit that T on peanut. <laughs> Andre, are you having a stroke? Are you okay in there, man? I'm drowning in my own tongue. <laughs> man, we- I bet that dude ate pussy. He never stopped. He, he, I'm hungry <laughs> for pussy. <laughs> oh my god, Andre, we're still. How rolling. did he not play Alf? <laughs> yeah, I only eat pussy. We would have paid. By the way, that would have been the number one OnlyFans of all time, Andre the Giant porn. Because whenever in the video you see him, I'm wondering like if he has a log ride uh, down there. If he if he if he takes him to Splash Mountain every time, because there's a gr- this great photo that they have in the in the movie where he's standing with a bunch of beauty queens. I mean, that guy would have had the greatest OnlyFans page of all time. I have to think that there's a Princess Bride porn out there, right? There's got to be. Just the three of those guys yeah, doing a gangbang? Yeah, you know, gangbang. Inconceivable! <laughs> yeah, he just keeps introducing himself to the girl. My name is Enigma Montoya. You, you killed, killed my, my father. father. Prepare to come. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what's crazy is I actually... The six-fingered man, obviously. Uh, yeah, he's in all, every hole. Yeah, he's in all of it. He's in all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just doing this. They're like, clearly you have ten fingers. But he's just a double shot. He's called the pie man. <laughs> <laughs> He's in everything cooling. So, but uh, the funny thing was, like, I actually, after watching that documentary, because I wondered if I'd ever done it, uh, I didn't really remember doing an Under the Giant impression, but I 
realized that one of the first um, bits I ever wrote when we first started doing stand up, like this is like 11, 12 years ago, I was trying to come up with a joke about how that movie was so iconic because you think about the movie itself, but those three guys, mm-hmm. um, Vincini, hold on, I wrote them down, Vincini, Fezzik, Fezzik. and Inigo Montoya, they were the most iconic part of that movie. I mean, yeah. there are there, everybody else was great, but those three dudes, and so this was the biggest, hackiest stretch of all time, but I was like, what if those guys had a, a the prequel was them doing a morning radio talk show? <laughs> And like, I swear, I, I pulled it up and I'm just going to do it real quick. But it was, um, it, w- it would start off and then they would go, um, uh, uh, welcome to the kingdom of Gilder and Florin in the morning show. I'm Vinzi. I'm Fezzik. Hello, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. All right, the show just started. You don't have to threaten people right off the bat. That's why viewership is down. And then there'd be a sound of the shrieking eel. Right. And then I go, you know what that sound is? Those are the shrieking eels. And you know what that means? Caller number eight wins a six-figured club. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, you're never going to catch him this way. Caller number one, you're on. And then I just I had this character Reggie. Hey man, it's Reggie. Did I win? Hello, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. He hung up. You have to stop threatening people. It wasn't him. And I don't mean to sound racist, but he sounded black. You're not looking for a black guy. You want an old English guy. Maybe he was disguising his voice. I'm hungry for pie. No rhyming this hour. But we're on ninety-seven-five. The power. <laughs> Ah! Our program, as always, is brought to you by Iocane Powder. We'll be right back. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. The amount of laughs that it got in this room, which was zero, is what it got in a room full of people at the comedy store. And it, it was packed. Packed. Nothing. Well, you know, I think uh, maybe the fact- It was that- too new of a reference. <laughs> The fact that you what? went full out and you were wearing the costumes and going back and forth, it took you 20 seconds in between each character. That was my entire 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. just the costume it, changes. I, it was I, a real share show. Yeah. the cut It really cut down on your timing. I think it affected the rhythm. By, yeah. That, and my, yeah. No rhyming this hour. We're on 97.5, the power. I'm just picturing you in some like real shit open mic with like seven other people sitting there on their phones not watching you and you're just bleeding and sweating this bit on the stage to nothing. Well, my my response was when nobody laughed, I just walked off stage going, inconceivable. <laughs> this is terrible. You have no you have no taste. Um I mean, anyway, that's uh that that was it's crazy because that movie was so iconic for so I mean, that yeah. I, I can't think of a movie in recent history mm-hmm. where there was that many iconic lines. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, like definitely one of the most from the eighties for sure. So they were doing a, a mm-hmm. staged reading of it, mm-hmm. and in New York, and my buddy Richard Kind was asked to play um, uh, uh, Vizzini. Vizzini. That's because cool, he man. has his iconic of a voice to go mm-hmm. inconceivable. Yeah, you beat my strong man, which means you're strong. Yeah, like what if Vicini, but it's like the, the super Jewish Vicini. But it is, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Jews and Italians, it's the same thing, oh, just yeah. the food's different. Right, but, same same hands. Yeah, exactly. But but that, I thought, because they were going to try to maybe do a play or a musical out of it, mm-hmm. and Richard Kind, I think, was maybe in the running to play Vicini. I have to- Inconceivable. I have to show you, uh, we got as a, a baby gift for our kid, um, he was way too young for it when he was born, but it's a Princess Bride counting book. Oh, yeah. It only it, goes up to six. 
<laughs> yeah. One of his very he's first confused. Books. He he can't believe that he's missing a finger. Yeah, right. It's not right. good. Yeah, I know. It's, it's given him an, an air of inferiority for his entire life. But there's so much about that, right? The rodents of unusual size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the ROUSs. Yeah, the RO. I don't think those exist. Yeah. Carrie Ellis knocked it out of the park. Robin Wright Penn, incredible, as you wish. But I mean, there's so many iconic lines from it. You were going back to, or you were saying that you saw the documentary. Oh, yeah. And in the documentary, uh, I know that they talk about, but there's also a story on the internet about how Andre the Giant had epic, famous farts that he would let out, that he let out one day a 16-second fart. Yeah. And Kerry Ellis talks about it in his biography. He said it was during the scene where he's on the table and he wakes up from being almost, or mostly dead. Yeah. Right? And yeah, Andre yeah. the Giant's supposed to, he goes, how long is it going to take? And then he comes back to life and he puts his hand, he goes, I guess not as long as we thought, or whatever that line yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but apparently he put his hand over his mouth and instead of saying his line, he just let out a 16-second fart. In Kerry Ellis's book, they just open it up and it's a pop-up and it's just... Yeah. For 16 seconds. Yeah, it comes with a whoopee cushion inside yeah. the book to bring you back there. He, yeah, he, yeah, he farted, and then uh, and then Rob Reiner, who was a director, said, are you okay? And he said, I am now, boss. <laughs> I am now. Amazing. But I, people talk about this. He was supposedly famous for doing this. And yeah, Hulk Hogan talked about how yeah, he, yeah, would get in an, he would get in an elevator with him and let out a 30-second fart. Come on, brother. <laughs> Brother, I wish I had COVID right now so I didn't have to smell this shit. Come on, brother. How is that not his finishing move in the ring? I've never seen, I've never not seen Hulk Hogan, by the way, be that character. Even in interviews, brother. He's so, he's going, like, like Hulk Hogan, he always sounds like he, you're not going to let him finish. Like, you're trying to sneak in. Yeah. Like to talk about something. Before you go on, brother, let me just say this about, let me finish my DoorDash order. He's definitely like an annoyed uh, used car salesman, like doing a doing like a like used you're, car commercial. Like you're, tra- wait, you know? you're trying to walk off the lot. Yeah. Before you leave, brother, I got an unbelievable deal that I'm I'm gonna get it from the top of the ropes. I'm telling you, this is the Hulkster doesn't give this deal out. Look, look, I, I'm just. You look- want the shirt off my back? I'll give you the shirt off my back. Like, I'm just looking for something with power steering and none of these. You car- want power steering? The Hulkster's got power steering for you, twenty four seven. Look, I'm just saying, like, this isn't the deal I'm looking for. I'm looking for something like $2,000 less. I need you to get in this car and drive me to the hospital. Because <laughs> I think I just busted a blood vessel. All right, I'm going to go now. All right, let's go together to the <laughs> hospital, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, he, anyway. Um, it was, uh, oh, did you see that Martha Stewart was just announced? So top of, uh, top of the morning, I woke up, saw Martha Stewart, oldest cover model for Sports Illustrated yeah. at 81 years old. Yeah. She's smoking hot, man. Damn. She, I mean, you know, for, uh, relatively speaking. I mean, she, yeah, she looks, um, I should and be that so lucky to look a, that, I should be so lucky to look that good now. Yeah. I mean, she looks great. You know, like we She forget, looks amazing. Actually, not even forget, a lot of people don't know she was a model. She right. started off as a model when she was like 15. Like, we know her by the time we were born and then like we're aware of celebrities, she was already like a, a middle- convicted criminal. <laughs> right. She was already like a middle aged, you know, home goods we know, person. We know her from the show Locked Up Abroad. <laughs> right. Well, the, the craziest thing is that, yeah, she had that second life. Right. So she was she had the, the home make uh, uh, the home like the baking goods, the crafts channel. She was like if Michael's crafts was a person. Yeah. And so she then committed insider trading fraud and, uh, was there something with her with her employees as well? Like, was there some sweatshop? Sweatshop, yeah, definitely. There's some sweatshop issues. And but, by the way, know. even if there's not, we're saying that there is, right? For clicks, 
Um, and then she went to prison, got out, did the Comedy Central roasts, and then she was in everyone's good graces like almost immediately. But you know what it was is because she joined up with Snoop Dogg, right. who has like the most street cred of anyone of all time. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's weird. They are like the most unlikely. The cop duel you never knew you wanted. I would absolutely watch a cop duel. A hundred percent. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, she. But she, here's what also gave her the street cred is that. Every year on those roasts, they would bring people on that obviously weren't comics. They'd have jokes written for them by the writers. And then they would obviously, they would do a not great job because they're not comics. Right. But she fucking crushed it. Yeah, I mean, she had writers, but you know what was impressive about it is that she's so good at the other thing that she did, and then she was mm -hmm. able to deliver those jokes. Right, because that, right, exactly, because it's not like when the situation was on, like, what does he do for a living? He lifts his shirt. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. He should have had the jokes written here, <laughs> but then he couldn't read them. So yeah. you know he didn't write them. Like Memento. Yeah. What was I supposed to say? Yeah, he tattoos them. Yeah. He's like, you know, this is a one night thing. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, the the craziest thing about her is that, that she didn't change her personality. Right. She was still the homemaker, the craftswoman, the, yeah. the, the amazing baker. She used that sort of warm, like kind motherly energy mm -hmm. to deliver those brutal roast jokes. Yeah. Which was a cool thing because that was her identity that she didn't run from it. She's like, I'm me going to prison was a part of it. So then when she would say like not necessarily offensive things, but edgier things, people would go, well, she's done more jail time than anybody up mm -hmm. here. And so it felt like. So she knows. Yeah, she gets it. Yeah. I would okay. love to have tried her toilet wine. So, <laughs> speaking of super hot uh, older women, who would be your hottest women, like hottest older women? Like, give me like a top three that you would still totally. Helen Mirren. Bro. Helen out, Mirren. Get out of my brain. Helen, this, Helen Mirren, number one. One, number one. Such mm -hmm. a smoke show. Um, but also, because she like, and she does interviews and stuff, she's like a genuinely funny badass. You she, know? she yeah, very quick wit. I yeah. really, there's like an old BBC interview of her from the 70s where mm -hmm. somebody tries to like, you know, knock her off and, uh, um, her game and she just comes right back. Mm -hmm. And so very, very good. Very funny. Um, I would say Susan Sarandon. Yeah, for sure, man. Did I ever I, tell you I met Susan Sarandon one time? No, for real? I met her, so Corey Dane, mm -hmm. shout out C. Dizzle. Old friend of ours Our from friend college. from college. And high school. And for me, high school. And and Eric and I uh -huh. were in New York, and this was like the early 2000s, and we ran into uh, Susan Sarandon and her daughter outside uh -huh. of a, a part, I think it was their building, whatever, I don't remember where it was, and what happened was... I was a fan. I went up to her and I was just like, hey, I'm a fan of yours. You're awesome. You know, congratulations on all the success and everything, I think. And um, I can't remember if, if I specifically said like something about her, you know, a movie or something. And we were all wearing gray fleeces at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the pullover fleeces, the half buttons or whatever. And she just looked at us and she's like, thank you. And she goes, wow, are you guys here from Xavier? <laughs> and it didn't say there was no Xavier on it. Uh -huh. Like Xavier is in Cincinnati, Ohio, by the way. Like we weren't even there, but I guess we looked like three kids on a school trip. That's so random. Man. And that was like, yeah, that was it. She was very nice though. Very nice. Uh, and see, in my mind, I'm going to go ahead and put the ending on that. It ends with you railing her because then that makes the story a lot better. By the way, it, it my life's not over and neither is hers. That's true. This, this, we this, this is my version of the secret. I think she's still so hot as an older woman because, I mean, do you remember her from like Rocky Horror? Did you ever see Rocky Horror Picture Show? Man, she was so hot in that. Yeah. Yeah, Susan Sarandon, definitely. There's well, got to be a porno of that. Of Rocky Horror? I mean, that's halfway to porn as Right, it that's is. what I'm saying. It's the, just yeah. the deleted scenes are penetration. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. same cast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same, same everything. Yeah. Tim just, Curry. They, I'll yeah. show you why they call me Dr. Frankenverter. Tim Curry, yeah.
I'll, yeah, that's his sauce. It's just curry sauce. A little spicy on your back. Have you ever had a curry hot dog? Curry Frankenfurter. So Seth and I proved that we both don't do a Tim Curry. <laughs> That's what we proved that moment. I, I didn't need to prove that. No, no. I don't I'm not the one. Up. No one's going to assume that I possibly can. The, uh, every comment. <laughs> yeah. What was up with that Tim Curry? Hey, time? man, you got to work on that shit, bro. Um, I'll, my third. I'll, let me give you my third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. We got to be inclusive. All right. How dare you? Uh, no comment because I don't want to get canceled. So Good We just you. did? Okay. And we're done? Your no comment was the cancel? Oh, man. Oh, just comment on it. Take a side, bro. I can't even pass aggressively say no comment. Who are your three? My three, man, Helen Mirren. Um, I'm trying to think of the... There were like two recent movies where four old ladies do something crazy. One of them was Book Club 2. And uh, 80 for Brady. And 80 for Brady. Both of which had Jane Fonda and Rita Marino. Man. So maybe, you know... Jane, They're taking all the jobs. Jane Fonda, I would have said, up until maybe the past few years, because now she's had so much work done that she's kind of got that skeleton, that skeletor look going on I thought on you were going to say because you did, now you don't agree with her politics. Right. No, no, I definitely do. Those yeah. who know how I sway. But but uh, no, she... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's she's got... She definitely has, like, the 90 trying to pass for 60 kind of look going on, even though she's only 82 or whatever. Mm. But, um, bro, I mean, I don't even know if... I don't even want to call her an older woman but michelle pfeiffer is oh i thought you were gonna name someone in their 40s <laughs> you're hollywood Charlize you're like, Bro, i don't mean to say it yeah. but jennifer lawrence right am i right guys i mean Still let's hot, face am it I right let's face it over no, the hill dude michelle pfeiffer is gorgeous ridiculous man. ridiculous yeah um the so i don't know mary steenburgen smoke show back yeah. to the future part three Oh, man. Dude, I was going 88 miles an hour the whole time. Claire. 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 Oh, Claire, right there. I Great w- Scott, that feels good. I wonder how old my son is going to be. My he son's just, name is... Da, 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 <laughs> da, da, da. He just hums the theme as he's coming. Da, 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 da. Did you come in me? The future is not yet written. Her back, it just has two fire trails on it. <laughs> how did you do that? Call me Cock Brown. Cock I, Brown, he only does anal. <laughs> We only do porno versions of the shit on the show. Uh, Marty McSpanish fly. Wow. It was Joey Lawrence is also there for some reason. That was a heavy load, Doc. I wonder how old my son's going to be when I tell him that my son's name is Emmett. And I wonder how old he's going to be when I tell him you were named after a fictional, crazy, wild-eyed scientist from an 80s movie that I really love. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, wild-eyed scientist. I mean, I'm going to share the movie with him first so that he falls in love with it. And then he'll be happy. You're his biff. <laughs> um, that'd be an adorable costume if you go as Marty and he goes as Doc. Oh man, that'd be amazing. Little dude. Doc, little Doc, Doc Junior. Well, we did that. We did Marty and Doc. For yeah, Halloween yeah. And time. you were Marty and I was Doc. Yeah, that was good. not nearly as cute as your uh, as your son. No, I'm not nearly as cute. Not nearly. Um, Baby Doc will be cute. Who would we? Who do the listeners think? Who are people that you would bang in octogenarians? No, let's say let's say sixty five plus. Sixty five plus. Who are your? Who are your? Who would you still? Not not like who do you normally Antonio Banderas, is he is he uh past this yeah you, oh yeah you know let's not be gender specific like you know what what old dudes out there could still get it right yeah Liam Neeson and dude Liam Neeson when I wouldn't kick him out of bed he'd kill me yeah you you couldn't his cock is too heavy you <laughs> he, kick him out of bed it, oh my god I keep hitting this fucking thing you <laughs> kick him out of bed and his cock is still in it well he has a particular <laughs> set of skills dude he is the shrieking eel <laughs> with six fingers <laughs> you feel that. That's a shrieking eel. Oh man, we are we are pornizing everything today, man. Um, <laughs> now time for animal news with David Attenborough. Ladies and gentlemen, today I bring you an extraordinary tale 
from the depths of North Korea. Known mostly for their brutal executions, fantastic Sams that only give supreme leader haircuts, and missiles with erectile dysfunction. Being that the entire country is a prison, we focus on one unique inmate, a chimpanzee with a rather controversial habit. Meet Azalea, the smoking simian, an individual with an insatiable craving for tobacco, puffing her way through an entire pack of cigarettes each day. They found this monkey, this Mm -hmm. chimpanzee, Mm -hmm. who smokes a pack a day. And has learned how to use a lighter or to light a cigarette from the net from the previous cigarette. Oh, do the old. Hey, man, you mind if I. Yeah, I know people that can't do that. Well, my my concern is, have we now given monkeys like the first step in taking over yeah. by like we, we've given them fire. We just Prometheus the monkeys. But I've seen smoking monkeys before. Maybe is the issue. Is it like he figured it out on his own? She she. <laughs> So, sorry, <laughs> I'll show myself. This out. podcast is brought to you by sexism. Um, but yeah, did she figure it out on her? Did own? they? Did they figure it out on their own? Their own. We don't know how Azalea identifies. I, I don't. Yeah, let's not make assumptions. We shan't. Um, do we know how Azalea uh, figured out how to smoke? Well, Azalea, Azalea, they. <laughs> this is going nowhere. Azalea. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I, they didn't. They didn't really say. Probably from get it. She got it. She got it from watching you, Dad. She got it from watching you, Supreme Leader. Yeah. She got it from watching you. Well, then they showed. Yeah, her Kim Jong Un was like, "Where's this fucking monkey learning this shit?" Yeah. Well, well, then they showed her the Don't Do Drug commercial, and now she knows how to cook eggs. Yeah. Oh, she now she wants eggs. Yeah. <laughs> now she's thirsty for eggs. You know what's crazy about that is that they keep giving her cigarettes. Yeah, like she, she can't get the cigarettes. She's on not her own. trading. In on the inside for a Lucy. Yeah, she's not winning poker games. Yeah, she's no, who's smuggling her in cigarettes. I mean, this has got to be a huge attraction. This is where the tourism. That's how bad the tourism is in North Korea right now. Yeah, come see this. I won't do an Asian accent. Come see. Imagine it as an Asian accent. <laughs> you know. Come see. You're the racist. You're the racist <laughs> because the carnival barker is black. Um, come see the smoking monkey because we've we right we've seen smoking monkeys but like one where there by the way somebody is watching this monkey go and make man this monkey is going through a pack a day and no one's stopping the monkey could you imagine if you try to take away the cigarette that is where Planet of the Apes came from doesn't that sound like some type of um <laughs> yeah there he, there she there they are I'm not gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you been there <laughs> been there been man there. totally naked in the woods that, <laughs> that is outside any bar in LA dude on a on a Tuesday I'm night. not even sure this is Azalea the monkey <laughs> um do you think that uh no but sorry what you were just saying about Planet of the Apes that no I think that's the problem is like we're just letting them do this for entertainment and this is where it starts yeah yeah well they're when I went to a zoo in, because this is supposedly she's in a North Korean zoo, mm-hmm. and um, I'm surprised she doesn't have a Supreme Leader haircut, by the way. But the the zoo in uh, Australia, in the Taranga Zoo in Sydney, the monkey um, enclosure was so big that if mm-hmm. they had been 1% more athletic or 1% smarter, mm-hmm. they would have killed everyone. There were oh, so yeah. many of them. Well, if, could, well if they were 1% smarter, they'd be us. Yeah, because genetically, and we would kill, right? Because we put them in a cage. But I'm saying if they were more athletic too, because if they could get over the wall, it wasn't there was no ceiling to it. 
It was it was pretty nuts, man. It was like we were inviting evolution to take over. We are we are dangerously brash with with our technology. I mean, especially with AI nowadays. Like we are we are this close to just saying, give him a gu- give him a gun. Yeah. What could that possibly do? We learned nothing from the Jurassic Park movie. That's what's going to happen. They're going to give him a gun that's a lighter. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to evolve into it. Now let's see what happens with a real gun. It's like Robert Downey Jr. like building the Iron Man suit. It's just monkeys in a cave and they're going to come out. Yeah. We really learned nothing from Jurassic Park. You know, what's so funny is like, I'll bet that that when we finally have the technology to clone a dinosaur, one of the first things it's going to be used for is to like actually create real dinosaurs to be at Jurassic Park oh, in Universal Studios. One hundred percent. It's going to be. We're going to put them right in a zoo. Yeah. the 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 ride that's based on the movie, that's based on the lesson that we should have learned, is going to become the actual park, and then they're going to get out of control. So, my favorite Twilight Zone episode of all time. Mm-hmm. Is one where it stars Roddy McDowell and there's a spaceship that's in the depths of outer space and he plays a doctor that doesn't want to be there. And he has a discussion with one of the astronauts who's saying that he hopes that they find um, alien life because that's been his life's mission to do so. And Roddy McDowell pushes back by saying, like, I don't want to meet anything out there because of all the fears. And the guy says, don't worry if we meet them. Don't be afraid of them. They're probably just like us. And then the 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 ship actually crashes onto a planet and everyone sort of they die except for Roddy McDowell. And then right before the guy that he talked to dies, he said, remember, be kind to the aliens. They might be just like us. Mm -hmm. So then when he when Roddy McDowell opens the door he sees humans standing there in robes sort of like ancient Greece or Rome and they go hey we wanted we took out a a form so that you would be comfortable and we built you a house and he takes him back to they take him to this house that's a replica of of a house on earth and Mm -hmm. everything is done to exact specifications so that he's as comfortable as he possibly can be they even give him whiskey that tastes like it and they're really pleased they're like like, you look like one of those humans that's a raging alcoholic right we'll we'll settle you down with heroin and 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 this looks looks like the kind of house that you're probably used to it's just like a rundown piece of shit yeah no yeah right (laughs) it's just it's a shanty town yeah it's just under a bridge yeah he's like I crossed the galaxy for this and so he so what happens is they like they put him in there. They, they they go, we'll see you later. He goes, oh, I want to go out and ask something. And he goes to the door and it's locked. And then he pulls back the window and he realizes that there's bars on the window mm-hmm. and there's all these aliens looking in on him. And then he looks up to the universe and he goes, you're right. They're just like us. Aliens. They're just like us. They're just like us. I read that in Alien Magazine. But that's the thing. Like you, We would do that. Anything that we would see, we would immediately put it in a zoo. Would. It's what we do. No, no. I'm saying with something that's new. Sure. I'm saying like right. if we created something like a dinosaur or whatever. Because that's what we do. Right. With every species, every, our relationship to every species on earth is that they're literally our slaves. We're the, we're the villain of all their existence. Oh man. I feel like I, I, I literally went to go tie my shoe the other day and there was a huge colony of ants. Mm-hmm. And I am, I honestly imagine the ants just looking up and be like, oh, this motherfucker. Like, what <laughs> yeah. does he want? Yeah. I, I mean, essentially, like we we are one specific animal that somehow got super smart, right? Like we're this planet is the experiment of like super smart monkeys. What were to happen if the monkeys got super smart? Right. And this is what happens is like because what do monkeys do? They smoke and they fling throw shit. They throw shit at each other. Which, by the way, I mean, have you ever been to spring break in Florida? 
Have you ever seen an episode of Springer? I can't believe that one of those chimps didn't have like a backwards like Von Dutch hat on. <laughs> it's just got a monster energy drink. Yeah. So listen to the Sugar Ray. So that is this experiment. Is this is what happens when super smart mon- when the monkeys get to be super smart? Yeah. So this that's what happens. Like you know, a planet where the dogs get to be super smart would be a wonderful planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We there'd be a lot more ass smelling. There wouldn't be. Yeah. S- there wouldn't be a stigma about ass smelling. Same amount of ball licking. Same amount of ball licking. Probably. Yeah. Humans were like, ah, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, right. They're the pros, so they'd be better at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But any, essentially, any species maybe would be better than than what's happened with the smart monkeys. But but what we're known for is we make tools, right? Like so, t- monkeys monkeys use tools, and so that's what happens. It's like that's the best thing that our species has done is our innovation with technology. A hundred percent. But right? also that we've become meat eaters, where there mm-hmm. are chimps that are known mm-hmm. to eat meat, but for the most part. Apes yeah. don't eat meat, right? So right. that's sort of been the driving force for all the things that we do, right? That is true. Well, they do say that you know there are studies that say that actually the the eating of the meat is what actually helped our brains develop. Is that what you're referring to? Well, that and yeah, yeah and mushrooms and right. drugs, man. And, dr- and look at this this monkey, <laughs> <laughs> the shrooms. He's man. in the room. She's there in the room. I'm still trying to get the pronouns right. You're already canceled. That's man. how woke we are. We're already canceled. So at this point, we can just say whatever. Yeah. We want. Can you describe the monkey? Uh, no. <laughs> it was smoking. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Can I can't we, describe it to a police sketch artist. Can we say that it was smoking? Is that okay? I want to talk about that dog. Speaking of animals that oh, yeah. break laws. So a dude got pulled over in Colorado. And while he got pulled over, he switched places with his dog who was in the passenger seat. Cop comes over and the guy goes, I, I wasn't driving. It was the dog. I was just the passenger. He came over when he, he rolled down the window. I want him to put the little paw up on the window thing. And then when it goes down, he goes, sir, license and registration. And then have him go, rot row. <laughs> he wanted to be, he put his head out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Was, He's like, zoinks, scoop, I didn't. He's high as hell. Take him in. So and, and then he gets out. No, here's the really funny part about this is the cops pulled him over for speeding. It was just speeding. Not so crazy. It was a lot. It was like 55 and a 30. I but, mean. All right, come on. We've all. Come on. But they pull him over. Glass houses. And they dog stand houses. there. They don't go to his car right away. And they watch him switch places with the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're just standing watching this guy like, hey, are you guys, are you guys getting this? This is how do, how do we know? How do we know that in the car the dog was like, just put me in the front seat? Yeah. They'll never believe it. What a dick, though, to throw his best friend under the... It goes to show that the whole man's best friend, it, all, it only goes one way. But they said this guy was drunk, but he was clearly on acid. Yeah, it said it said that he was um, that he was arrested for DUI for for alcohol and or drugs. Come no, 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 on, no, no or, no or, and fully and. This guy was on hallucinogens. I, that you were thinking like, listen, dog. Here's what we're gonna do, all right, man. You know what? I'd actually I'd love to know what what dumb shit uh, our listeners or watchers have have done under the influence. And I don't mean like dumb. I thought you were going to say blamed on their pets. <laughs> right. I, I, right. That's what, but that's the kind of thing I'm saying. Is like, like people usually blame like farts and stuff. I don't want dumb like, oh, I walked across like the roof of a building and I shouldn't have done that. Like I'm not talking poor judgment. I'm talking what was something that was so unbearably stupid, but at the time made perfect rational sense yeah. to you. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think if I've ever done that. I feel like wh- whatever experiences I've had, I still don't think I've necessarily like done something that was so mind-bogglingly dumb that the next day I'm like, I, I can't believe I did that. Oh, dude. Yeah. That- and by the way, you got to right. take the dog away from that guy. 
because yeah. he was drunk driving and putting that dog safety at risk. Yeah, he didn't yeah, have, exactly. He, he didn't have a. He didn't put he, the seat He was really Britneying it. Yeah, that dog was also a goat. Got in the car, had no underwear on. <laughs> his dog was out. His clam. Yeah, oh, his clam. I was going to say his schnauzer. <laughs> sir, please put your way your snossage. And the dog looked at him. and He goes, "Not you, sir. You keep eating." <laughs> LimeWire's back. So LimeWire. This is a big deal because for people our age, um, it came out in 2000. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, LimeWire was an audio and video video file sharing site where users would upload content that you could then download. Right. The the more famous one is Napster because of the trouble that it got in. But but well, Napster was the original because it was an audio only. And Mm -hmm. then LimeWire followed two years later. Napster was 99. LimeWire was 01. Mm -hmm. Because it allowed video sharing, which was like a huge, I mean, people think of the, the internet now is like we always could do this, but you really couldn't because the way that it worked was you and the person that you were downloading from had to be connected to the internet at the exact same time in order for the download to go. So like you'd be waiting three hours for a download to happen and then they would log off and it would literally cut short the download. Right. And so there were so many problems like you couldn't, and it relied on both of you having very strong bandwidth. So if they had crappy internet and you had great internet and there were these huge files, yeah, it's right? Like the, it's the weakest link that you're exactly. To. Yeah. So um, we look up some facts on live. I'm, I'm crazy because there, there's, there's so many crazy things about it, right? Okay. Because the files were used to be, they were mislabeled. So it was a mm-hmm. huge gamble because you would download a bunch of stuff. Like if you were trying to download an album or like a video of a bootleg of a movie and it would turn out to be porn. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people were trolling by sending child porn. That's a weird way to troll. That's just an uncreative way to troll. I mean, but that was like a '90s way to troll. Was that before that? That must have been before the Rick Roll. Maybe that's there why was an original Rick Roll. So what they used to do. Mm-hmm. So there was another file that people would send you, and it was labeled something. But then when you would get it, it would just be Bill Clinton on repeat, going, <laughs> "I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that woman." It would just keep going. So you would not. You'd spend three days trying to get on this fucking file, and it would literally just be a soundbite on repeat of Bill Clinton. I feel like when the lying inter- on the stand, you know, the, the Internet is obviously the most ground. I, I think it's the most groundbreaking invention that we've ever come up with because it's it's connected our species in a way that nothing has before it. Like it's a whole new level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And but and it's only been around for a certain for not that long. But it's only been the way that we think of it now, where we have like AI chatbot and, and, and social media. This is so new. Remember, mm-hmm. the Internet before was crazy. If you said you yeah. met someone on the Internet, it's like it, like, it, it was to catch a predator situation. Yeah. Well, the, the, here's the thing, though. So a lot of the files contain viruses. So it's like you were literally raw dogging the world. Mm-hmm. Because any file that you receive from somebody, it could have been a virus. Yeah. But you're they, downloading something that they downloaded. That right. They downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and if it was a virus, by the way, that's what have been amazing. If it came through and then it let you know it was a virus with the clap. <laughs> ah, shit! I just got the clap. Yeah, um, it was a real box of chocolates. the The early internet really was, and and I think people didn't know what to do with it. Maybe that's why they were doing these weird practical jokes. Is they're like, how do we be funny? How do we connect with each other? What people didn't know what we could do with it yet, and so it was just it was a free for all. Well, the, it was the, a complete free for all. It was a free for all. But the thing was, you. I would try to download live stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. live concerts and things like that that weren't mm-hmm. available for purchase anywhere. And so, but the thing was that there was always like a, a rumor of a boogeyman of the FBI being able to catch you. Mm-hmm. And actually, some guy I 
I remembered it, but let me just look it up so I got it 100%. Yeah, there was a guy in Alabama who was caught by the FBI for distributing and downloading child pornography. Mm -hmm. And his name was Jeffrey Epstein. No, no, it was somebody else. (laughs) And he spent 17 and a half years in prison. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, you know, I mean, that's crazy that that, that you would open something not knowing. It's like you just got tricked into, you got child porned. You've been porned. You've been been porned. Right. It's, it's, dude, it's the original punked. Every just Ashton Kutcher before being like, <laughs> you got seaborn before the Rickroll. Maybe that's what Rick Astley was trying to do. He was like a human rights activist. He's like, I need to give humanity a way to be a practical joke for each other. Oh, that, I thought you were going to say never going to give you up. He's talking about child porn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it's, it's awful <laughs> that like you want to download a song and every time you did it, you were risking going to prison. But that's how much people were interested in the internet. Is there and like that was the risk, right? They just, it was so exciting just to be able to f- share files with people yeah. across, you know, the world. Anybody that had it then became a possible place that you could download. And you have to look at how many sharers it had because mm-hmm. that was always a good indicator. The more sharers, you were like, oh, this is probably a legit file. Right. 100,000 downloaders can't be wrong. Right. So let me yeah. tell you, when we used to live in Studio City together, mm-hmm. uh, there was, there was a, I tried to download this movie, The Dead Zone. So I had so love the love Dead the Dead Zone. Zone. Stephen King book that they made into a movie starred Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen, incredible film, and I it was always out at the video store, and I didn't want to buy it, and I figured you know what I'm just gonna download it, not a big deal. And it took every time I it was like three or four days in a row, and just before I would get to the end of it, it would knock out, it would cancel. So I'd have to keep finding like, somebody who. How does this movie end, dude? Yeah, yeah, I'm in a dead zone <laughs> trying to download it, and so, so legitimately, I downloaded it. I finally did it after five days, and I go to open it up, and the entire thing is in Spanish. <laughs> it's dubbed in Spanish, so it's um, El Zona de Muerta. And so the guy is just doing it, and, I'm, and I don't speak Spanish. There's no English subtitles. There's no options. It's just like, you know, he, all the famous scenes. of. And the thing is, the guy is not meet, he's not meeting the intensity of Christopher Walken. Uh-huh. You know in that scene with the hockey players where, like, the yeah. ice is going to break? And he's like, the ice is going to break. <laughs> he's just in, in the, like, yeah, this, yeah. He's just, the guy is just like, El ice. The guy's like the most, it's like the, it's like biblioteca. Well, it's, was this, was this the official Spanish dubbed version or no. was it, was it like a dude in a movie theater with a video camera and he's. Movie theater was, he was filming a VHS of oh, it. Oh, right. He was just recording his own VHS. Dude, but. Some dude in Mexico just recording. On mute. That is so funny. Doing the Spanish, not even subtitles. Spanish dubbed, and it didn't say that anywhere. It was the only version of it that I ever found. But I'll bet this guy was like. My Christopher Walken impression is like this is how I'm going to get noticed. This is because like this was before YouTube, so like this was the only way for people with random talents to try to get seen. This was before fucking I would have done it. Yeah, it was before America's Got Talent. It was before reality competition shows. So it was before you could have your own YouTube or any other type of channel. So he's like, I need to dub movies and do my impressions. Well, it's the only way to get seen. Now they do it, and we talk about this with Groot before you and I about how mm-hmm. he has to do it in all the other languages, right? You know, and so. And so, like, that that's, like, a pretty big thing. Yo, soy. Yo, soy Groot. Yo, soy Groot. Je suis Groot. Je That's Andre the Giant. Je suis Groot. By the way, <laughs> how did they not sign him? I, I want to say this real quick about Andre the Giant. The fact that he was that big of a dude, how was he not signed, like, a five-picture deal to play huge people? Like, Gulliver's? They could have done yeah. real-life Gulliver's Travels. Oh, yeah. How did he sure. not have more acting work? He was fucking great in the movie, and he was the only person of that size. Yeah. 
And they could just hire. They wouldn't even have to do any of that. Um, that you know, relative filming that they do in like the Lord of the Rings movies. They just have him Bro, with regular people. He could have been the Kraken. Uh, me, the Kraken. Re- yeah, Re- release the Kraken. I'm here. Uh, I'm hungry for pussy. He definitely sounded like he was having a stroke uh, in every line. Well, he he How? he he. No, he he talked like he was allergic to something that he just ate, but he wouldn't stop eating it. <laughs> he just have a normal voice, and then he goes, "I'm not gonna put this down." You wouldn't know what he's allergic to? Yeah. Peanuts. <laughs> Anybody want well, I can't eat Anybody this. Peanuts? I can't eat this. Andre the Giant sounded like he was gargling with the quicksand from the from the forest of uh, <laughs> sorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andre, we need that for the scene, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> Anybody got a peanut? No, wait, you're allergic. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, all right, we're running out of time here. Let's do uh, let's do a little bit of this week in history. Uh-huh. So the first Kentucky Derby was in 1875 this week, and last week was uh, the 149th Kentucky Derby. And seven horses died at Churchill Downs this year, which is also what a mentally challenged horse is called. And... Um, it's <laughs> so ridiculous. So stupid. And hold for cancel. And hold for well, we were canceled there. So not the other stuff before the punchline. Ah! Um, Tom yeah. Hanks was canceled for us. <laughs> no. So I went to the. So the the only thing I'll say about the Kentucky Derby is I've gone a few times. It is the biggest distinction in the world of the class system mm-hmm. because the whole the entire event is a performative, you know, a, a exercise of class. And what's what's the um. The fairway is that what it's called? The fairway, the so the the middle that's on the track mm-hmm. is it's a, it's a bunch of mud people. It looks like it's like it's like a Mad Max situation, like from and it's crazy because nothing is really done down there. The There's ground, not the ground. Oh, the, the, it's called the, the infield. The infield. The infield. Yeah, and um and. The thing is that there's no policing. It's like a Woodstock, and people are just down there doing, literally doing mudslides, like slip and slide through the mud. It looks like Burning Man. It's sort of all these things. And then there's the there's the track that's surrounding. This is the by the way. There's a photo up. This is the cleanest I've ever seen. This feels like a college brochure for for a college that's in the infield. That sounds like more fun than the upper levels, honestly. So I would say though the amount of the, when I and I know people who have hung out there, it is really fun. It's awesome to be down there, but there's a lot of like crazy fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a story that we had heard the other day where they they line up all the porta potties and then like you were trying to get out of a gang initiation, people would whip full cans of beer, of unopened beer to try to knock you <laughs> off this fucking oh my thing. God. And if you made it, it yeah, it's like so people are 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 whipping beer cans at you. It's like this is the type of stuff that happens there. I mean, it's pretty insane. They don't really police it. It's like maritime law. Oh, this you, is like a. This, do you think they the, have that in like on the site when you when you purchase tickets for the Kentucky Derby and you're like and you're like looking at the different levels of tickets to buy and be like, all right, well, like the upper levels are like you know thousand bucks, but I can get this hundred dollar ticket, but it says that it includes getting whipped with beer cans oh, by the upper levels, dude. It's well, that that's the thing. The only thing that so, it isn't is yeah. it really is like a Hunger Games because when you go to the Kentucky Derby, the, the races they're so short and there's a lot of them but like you really have to make yourself busy Mm -hmm. so then i never even i never got to the top tier there's all these different tiers of money and when you go up to the next tier it really is like holy shit like you thought where you were before was great it's just there's there's just more you know uh, it's like scientology like you actually have to take classes to be invited up to the upper levels yeah yeah my thetan levels were never high enough to get to the top right and so and so (laughs) it's just xenu at the top uh, yeah yeah. In, in a throne that's it. Yeah, I was going to say Xanadu. 
<laughs> I knew it was Zeno, but I like Xanadu. So the I know my cult deities. So the the idea, the crazy thing about it was that these two societies just exist, and like everybody up there is in pristine, like white and Easter clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone lo- you know looks like a Michael's craft sale, and then down there, it's just like these people. It's like mud people. Mm-hmm. It's just like the Morlocks. It's like, you know, it, it's the like, orcs. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. We're seeing all this stuff. This is like what's happening. And, and I remember when and that looks like fun. Man. It does. But I will tell you, our, Eric was down there and he was telling me that people were just beating the shit out of each other. There's like mm. they just sort of let they let the society like have its own rules. It's like the show lost. Mm-hmm. So you actually need like insurance to act. That's the thing is like they, they actually charge a little bit extra. They do have an insurance know. booth there. Mm-hmm. It's the only <laughs> thing that's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not not a medic booth. No, 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 no. Um, they do sell crystals though. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's the big thing. Um, we got one more thing to talk about: the oive of the day. Mm-hmm. What's your oive of the day, buddy? So people are getting too comfortable, and especially with in regards to traveling at the airport. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because. And this doesn't need to be the 1960s where everybody looks like they're on their way to a Frank Sinatra concert or whatever um, with, you know, with 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 furs and pearls and everything and little pillbox hats and whatnot. But the way that some people dress, they look like they're at a refugee camp. They look like they're in the infield of the Kentucky Derby, but they didn't they didn't get hosed off by the mud. Because here's the thing. I understand the comfortable is the new thing. And 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 everybody has the right in the, to do whatever they want. But you're around other people, and it's like, just can we try to be a little less disgusting to one another? Like when somebody gets on a fucking plane and they take off their socks and their shoes, mm-hmm. it's like, Ugh. or people go, "I'm traveling, I don't need to shower." People are people ag- smell like shit, and then we're in a cramped metal dildo. Aggressively, aggressively casual at the airport. They are full on, like not nice pajamas. They're wearing like the pajamas they wear. They wore like. Three months into COVID. where the butt flap doesn't work. Yeah, three months into COVID lockdown, dude. Let, super stained. When you travel through TSA, it should be like go, entering an Abercrombie and Fitch, where they just douse you with Woods Cologne, or like when it's Shawshank Redemption with the delousing powder. It's like when you're around. It's and by the way, I get it. People want to be comfortable, wear whatever the fuck you want, but realize that you are with people in a public space. You're sharing that space. Yeah. And it's like, like we're not asking for a lot, a yeah. modicum, you know. You'll, like, if you want to insult our sense of sight, fine, but not the sense of smell, because we can't do anything about that. There is no mask. Like, a mask doesn't really hinder your sense of smell. Don't make me put on a mask because you refuse <laughs> to put on a bath. Like, don't do that. And and also, when people when people like spread out into your part mm-hmm. of the oh. of the airplane, it, that's oh, fucking man. insane. Yeah, it's like. And 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 one more thing I'll say about it is the idea that have you ever been in a plane where they say that they clean it by the way and then you were literally like finding shit like in the couch like it's from the 1970s you're like oh here's that bracelet I've been looking for for ten years and that peanut I thought I dropped have you ever been in in a plane where the seat and when they're like oh we just cleaned it I'm like stop using air quotes and you get on there and you can smell the last person that's been there in the seat I don't like from feeling like I need to bring one of those black lights onto the plane to check my seat. CSI Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, yeah. Uh, our country as a whole could really use like a, a Febrezing. A week of re education camp on airplane etiquette. And by the way, you then know. we should just get like United, whatever airline should have their own brand of Febreze. I- even if it's not going to be clean, mm-hmm. give me the illusion that I'm not sitting in someone's cesspool. Yeah. Come fly the smelly skies. Ugh. 
Thanks for joining us today. You want to? You have any dates you want to plug, brother? Uh, no, just please check my Twitter and my Instagram for it. Twitter is at Seth Shapiro. Instagram is at the Seth Shapiro. Give us a follow at Kite Club Podcast. We're on TikTok. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. I'm at Jonathan Kite on everything. Again, for my dates and all my appearances and everything, JonathanKiteComedy.com. Thank you so much for Seth Shapiro, for Emmy, for Ben. I'm Jonathan Kite. This has been Kite Club Podcast. We'll see you next time.